Can two guys maybe just bring me that table, please? Or if you're strong enough, one of you, <laughs> please. Um, maybe just before I share, um, is there anyone that, um, just as Deborah was sharing about just that, not the past holding us back anymore, but this is a day to rejoice in the Lord, that, that you feel like that's me. I'm actually feeling I can't move forward because the past is, I just feel like I'm just dwelling in the past and really trusting the Lord to break free from that. So uh, if, if that is you, we're going to give time at the end where we're going to pray and trust. And if that's the moment, I want you to just respond in that moment. Let's trust the Lord that, that you would actually say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and, uh, and not dwell in those things. Obviously, if there is sin, we need to repent of it. We need to turn away from those things. But He is an amazing God that we can run to in this morning. Um, yeah, so just um, when I was preparing, um, let me just do this. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what's the one thing? <laughs> Mike's influence coming through here. By the way, Mike is taking a weekend off, so that's where he is. He and Adi is taking a weekend off, and also um, the Engelbrechts is in the Kreer Wiltein. So they, they, they're watching the lion. Not the lion of Judah, but the lion of the Kruger Park. <laughs> so, yeah, so we bless them as they're taking a break. Um, but, yeah, just as I was asking the Lord, what is the one thing that you want to say? And, and I heard the Lord says, I am holy. And some of us don't see me <laughs> as rightly as, as you should. <laughs> and I believe that as just as Deborah shared, it's like these jars that are over us and it's clouding us that we're not seeing the Lord rightly. We, um, we have, we've learned certain thoughts about God and what we believe is true, but it's not true. And it, it's somehow influencing how we live our lives for Him. And um, A.W. Tozer said this thing, what comes to mind when you think of God is the most important thing about us. What comes to mind, what you think about God, is the most important thing about you. And he said the following, he says, if we're able to extract from any man a complete answer to this question, what comes into your mind when you, what you, think, when you think about God, we might predict with certainty the spiritual future of that man. So if we, if, if we can even, if I would be able to take some, some sort of gadget and look into your mind, <laughs> I don't know, that, I, I don't think that will ever happen. But what comes to mind when you think of God, somehow if he, that would help me to predict what would be the future. And that would be even for a leader. If, if you can track what comes to mind when a leader sees God, it will show the future of where that group of people are going. It is so important that we see Him rightly. It is so important that we trust Him, that, that He will come and touch our eyes to see Him rightly. And God has revealed Himself to us in the Scriptures through His attributes. Um, God doesn't leave us in the dark. Through the Scriptures, He's actually given us ways to actually get to know Him. Um, there's a Scripture in Psalm 9 Verse 10, and those who know your name 
put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So if we get to know him, if we get to see him for who he is, there's a putting of our trust. But they... There needs to be a seeing. There needs to be a seeing rightly. And I believe some of us, actually, most of the problems that we are experiencing is because of the misconceptions of what we have of who God is. And if only if we can see Him rightly, we'll put his, our trust in Him. And though, as Daniel in, in that one scripture said, I, I, I forgot to write it down, but you can go and Google it. But it says, those who know their God will do great exploits. Those who know God will have faith. And, 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 and that's, that's something, what comes to mind, what we think about God is so important. And God has revealed himself through his attributes. But what is an attribute? Um, many times we think it's just something that's part of God. So if we say one of God's attributes is his love. So it means that part of him is love. Part of him is that he's just. Part of him is he is faithful. But actually an attribute is not what is part of God. It is something that is true about him. It, if his love is all love, <laughs> it's not love plus justice plus, and then that's when, if you put all of that together, then you get God. No, it's, it's God reveals himself in the scriptures um, through his attributes and something that is true of him. And I felt that um, through this time, actually, I, want God, I felt God wants us to actually highlight some of his attributes and help us to learn to see Him rightly. So I'm not saying we're going to do like a few weeks of this, but we'll sometimes we'll just drop into like, this is who God is, and just remind ourselves, and just get to the right perspective again to see Him rightly. Um, so this morning, I want to focus on His holiness. That is holy. And um, if you guys can please read with me in Isaiah 6, from verse 1 to 8. I'm just going to read through the verses, and then I'm going to say a few things, a few thoughts on that. Um, if you can just read with me. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting. Should I wait for you to turn? <laughs> I'm just hearing the pages. It's amazing. But <laughs> All right. Are you there? <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> All right. Let me start. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. This is Isaiah speaking. Uzziah died, but Isaiah saw the Lord. And sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one of them called to one another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Next verse. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, the one. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this 
has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. Yo, I was, I was like in, in preparation. I was like going up and through this. Like, God, what, what do you want to just say? And just your heart for us through the scripture. And just, I couldn't get away from this portion of scripture. And I just felt the Lord just highlighting. It's just like, this is what I want you to, 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 to look at today. And, and we start off um, in, in, like in the year that King Uzziah died. Now, interesting, King Uzziah, who if you know who he was, <laughs> you can read his story in 2 Chronicles 2 verse 26. He was one of the better kings that Judah had. He had really, um, he had an amazing way of just through um, his military and his army ways, he was he's went a very... Um, militaristic, authoritative king, and he led Israel into a lot of peace in, in, in wars and so on. Very a victorious king. He reigned for 52 years as a king. From he was from 16 years till um, for 52 years he was a king of, of Israel. Of Judah, sorry. And and what what happened is he was this amazing king. But in his latest later years we hear that he grew strong and he became prideful and arrogant. And he did this one thing. He had all these amazing things, but he did this one thing. He became so proud that he ran into the, the Holy of Holies, where only a priest are allowed to go, and he went to sacrifice unto the Lord. He was so, he was just, I don't know what he thought of himself, but he thought, I'm, I'm this, I'm the man. I'm the king with all this victory. I can go into the presence of the Lord, and I can do whatever I want to. And the priest tried to stop him. And he just ignored them. And it says the Lord struck him with lep leprosy. This amazing king, he came into the presence of God, not on God's terms. And he was struck with leprosy. And he died of that. And they hear that King Uzziah died of leprosy. Another man saw the Lord. <laughs> Uzziah. The one went in on his strength, his his idea of how to be the other one, somehow <laughs> he saw this vision of who God is. And we read about this. And he says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. So the king is dead, but the real king is alive. <laughs> There's a king that's sitting on a throne, and he's alive. Yes, he was a good king, and he did amazing things, but there's a king that is alive. And he's sitting on a throne, not on a little small throne. His throne is high and lifted above every other form of rulership. He is sovereign. He is the sovereign king. Um, and he is Lord of all. And he's high and lifted up. And this is the vision that Isaiah is seeing. It's just like this picture of this king who is high and lifted up. And it says the train of his robe filled the temple. Now, in the old days when you had weddings, the, the brides had this massive train. Some of them still do. But like this white thing that they, <laughs> they, they carry <laughs> behind them. Um, and just, but a kings in, in those times, they also had this massive train behind them. 
Michelle, are you going to have one? <laughs> no. <laughs> these days, the brides, they just want to be light to go into. In the old days, I remember they had these long, and you have to wait for them to, and then everybody runs and picks up <laughs> and walk around with the train. But anyway, not a train, choo-choo, but <laughs> a train of, of, of a rope. And, and, and we saw um, the train of his rope fill the temple. And Something I read that was interesting in that time, that train represented the authority and the rule of that king. So the longer, the bigger that train was, it, it represented his authority. And now you see here, yeah, this king who is alive, his train fills the temple. And it says like in, in that time, when a king conquered another king, he cut off his train and he sewed it onto his on his train, which showed that he was the conqueror king. And that thing became probably very long. But it was like a king that was, and we read here of the king that has all authority. And we see here that he's, even this king is revealed as the one that is omnipotent. Now, if you go around and use that word, that is omnipotent, <laughs> if you know what it means, all powerful, omni, all Potent, powerful, all-powerful. And if that's even like you, your mind's struggling to an, understand it, better is just like, he can do it. <laughs> He's able. There's nothing that's impossible for him. And God reveals himself to Isaiah. says, I am the king. I'm high and lifted. There's no one like me. And, and I am all-powerful. My authority stretches. It fills the temple. This is the king that Isaiah is, is beholding and looking at. And then we read, um, Above him stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And two he flew. And these creatures, is, it's not really mentioned anywhere else, but it's like they had these wings, six wings, and two of them cover their face. I mean, these are not fallen creatures. These are not, if, we, if they're angels of being, or whatever you want to call them, it's, the, the, if you look at the words, it's burning, fiery ones, burning, that there was, they were, they were fiery ones, and they were burning, and, and, and they're not like us, fallen, maybe, and even they, being in the presence of God, had to cover their face. Because of the radiance and the glory and the holiness that's coming forth from the king who sits on the throne. It says they covered their face, they covered their feet. And, and, and this, these creatures were there. And then, just to give you an idea how powerful they was, is that when they spoke, they said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I'm quoting another one, but <laughs> they said holy. Let me just quote them exactly there. And they said, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And he said, when they spoke in that way, the doorpost shook. The place was filled with smoke. These are powerful. God has created this thing. But even them, in the presence of the king who is high, they had to cover themselves because he is so holy. He's not like how we see him.
Let me just get it. So the word holy means to be removed from what is common use. It means it's awesome. <laughs> Not McDonald's is awesome. <laughs> God is awesome. Oh, I was the rugby. It was awesome. Now he, there's this one that, is, that brings awe upon, upon those that look upon him. And he is awesome. <laughs> he brings awe upon those who look upon him. And you, when, you, when you hear of people that encountered the holiness of God, you find them on their faces. <laughs> you, you, when you read of, like Moses, when he was at the burning bush, bush, <laughs> bush, and he was standing there, and he was, saw this bush burning, and he says, huh, let me go and look <laughs> what's happening there. And, and it says there that God actually, when he saw that Moses turned to look, he spoke to him. It was just like, it was just actually for me so amazing. So that Moses actually, it was, God wasn't just like, hey, Moses, I'm burning in the bush kind of thing. He was like, Moses, do you want to come closer? <laughs> do you, do you, do you want to look? And when he looked, God said, Moses, Moses. He says, here I am. And, and he said to him, take off your shoes for you're on holy ground. What does that mean? It's maybe a form of respect. It's maybe just, maybe Moses, take off your ways, your way of going. You're in the presence of the King of Kings, and I'm holy. We read of, of um, Daniel, when he saw the Lord, he was on his face. We read of um, John in, in, in Revelation. He says, when I, when, I, when I heard his voice, when I saw him, I fell to the ground as a man dead. He fell, he fell to the, this, this, I mean, this is the holy God that we're speaking about. When people come into his presence, they, they are just overwhelmed and, and just, they cannot deal with this perfect holiness of who he is. He's, he's what's true about him. Um, Ezekiel, he fell face down. We, um, and I remember when I was still a TMT student way, way back. <laughs> And um, we, I, I saw this vision. I don't know if it was a dream. I'm sounding like somebody in the Bible now. I don't know if it was a dream or a vision or what it was. But I saw this picture of Jesus coming back on the clouds. I saw this image of him on, just coming back on the clouds. And at first I was excited. It's just like <laughs> I'm seeing something just amazing. But when the truth of this hit me, I fell to the ground. I wanted to Dig into the ground as low as I can go <laughs> and just be, and I, I experienced something of that. I just wanted to be as low just because of the greatness and the awesomeness and the, and the majesty and the splendor of who he is. Just, it just caught my heart and I just wanted to get as low as possible. And we see this through scripture. Whenever people encounter him, they go to the ground. And then sometimes we, we see people maybe not doing it his way, like Uzzah who stretched out to touch to stabilize, and he was dead. And here, a great king, King Uzziah, a great king, he went into the presence of God, not humble or out of God, in pride, arrogant. He actually made himself a God. And God says, I will not share my glory with anyone. And he comes in there, and he struck with leprosy. And when you hear this, I mean, the thought is that fear and dread needs to come upon us. But you know what's interesting? As I was praying about it, I felt that's not what God is telling us. 
He says, he's inviting us in. Even though the sounds so like you should stay away, there was an invitation to come in, to come close, but in the right way. <laughs> um, so I want to I I open up something. Even like, like he is like scriptures. To whom will you, um, Isaiah 40, 46 verse 5, to whom will you liken me and make an equal and compare me um, that, that um, we should be alike? Remember the former things of old, for um, I am God, and there is no other God. I am God, and there is no one like me. There is no one like He's other. He's completely not like us. And I love this quote about, He is altogether glorious, unequaled in splendor, all-powerful, beyond the grab of human reasoning, far above even the loftiest scientific mind, inexhaustible, immeasurable, unfathomable, eternal, immortal, invisible. He is God, and He's alive, and He sits on a throne, and His throne, uh, His train fills the temple. And at the mention of His holiness and His splendor, the whole earth is full of His glory. You know what's the glory of God? There's many, many ideas, but it's one of the things I think it's just like His holiness made known. In the earth. His holiness made known and lived out. Now, Isaiah, I, I don't know, maybe he had in his mind that what happened to King Uzziah. <laughs> it's like, oh, when he heard those words, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Could he think it's like, I mean, our king. <laughs> he was struck with leprosy in the holy of What's going to happen to me? And, and when he's... And he says, like, um, in the next verse, when, when he heard this and the temple was, he said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. So he's like, woe to me, for my eyes have seen the king. When somebody has seen the king, he does this when you rightly see him, it does this. It's like, wow. Not like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. It's like, God, I want to get as low as possible. You, you see, this, this, this is like, God, you are like no other. And, and there's something of a posture of humility that we see. Here, like, like, and just a, a, a humility to, to, to recognize he's, un, he's undone. Now, the word undone means it's like you come loose at the seams. In some translations, you're ruined. With just the sight of this, it's just like, and, and the, the ESV says, I'm lost. It's just like this amazing view of, of just what the present, it's just overwhelming. It's so amazing. But then this powerful thing happened. I think Isaiah probably thought he's going to die, and this thing is going to happen to him that happened to King Uzziah. And it says, then one of the seraphim flew to me, having, his, having in his hand a life coal, which he had taken from with tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Wow. He should have died if we keep, if we keep track of what God has done. But this seraphim comes and he touches his lips. He says, Your iniquity has been purged. Doesn't that sound familiar? We deserve God's wrath. 
because of our sin. God is a holy God. Many people say, but God, is, why can a loving God allow um, um, sinners to, or pe- people to go to, 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 to hell? And, and I heard this thing, but why can a just and holy God allow sin into his heaven? Is it, if, we, if we come through his son, which is Jesus took our wrath and our punishment, he took upon himself. And he exchanged his righteousness. And, he gave, and with that, if we come in Christ, we can stand low with the right posture. But he says you can come boldly to the throne of grace. And there's an there's a, there's a, there's a invitation to, to come close, but not frivolously, not arrogantly, not, but come because we see him rightly. We know our place. We know, and, and we know we, we, we are small, and he is big. <laughs> he is not like us. He is God. He is exalted. He's high and lifted up. So you see this response of repentance. It's like, woe is me. But then in another place, you also see when the angels in Revelation 4, when they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. You see that, and then it says, if we can go and read that quickly. And from verse 8, Revelation 4, verse 8, and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, could be the same <laughs> creatures, I don't know. Um, are full of eyes all around and within, um, all around and within. So the, these creatures have eyes every day. I mean, if, if Isaiah only saw like with two eyes, but these creatures like see all around. They see the majesty and the glory of God. Um, and, and day and night, they never cease to see. So these creatures never cease to. Isaiah only saw one pocket. <laughs> Of them saying holy. Here it says they do this like nonstop. <laughs> they keep on saying holy. And I mean every time the doorpost shook, shook and, and smoke fills. <laughs> just imagine the scene. I'm a picture kind of person. I'm just like as I saw one kind of thing. And he was in this one moment of eternity. And he saw this. But imagine this is going on. It's like day and night. They're saying holy, holy, holy. And you know what, in, in, the, in, the, in the Hebrew, when they repeat a word, it says the importance of that. It's like when we use bold or italics or like when we like want to highlight something. It's like, this is God is not just one time holy. It's not just two times. He is holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord God Almighty. He was and is and is to come. And then here it comes. Like one of my friends always say, the kicker. <laughs> he said, those of you know Carl. <laughs> Um, and he says, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sit on a throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who seated on the throne and they worship him. Ah, oh, we're invited to worship. We're invited before he says, come boldly, Hebrews, for come boldly that you may obtain mercy. So that you can have that woe. So in the, in the presence, we, we, through Jesus, through Son, that you may worship me. And that word is proskuneo. It means to prostrate yourself. It's again, it's low. It's not coming in high and think I'm the man or the woman and I have this or what. It's coming in low. And it's like 
being like on the ground, face down, prostrate yourself. Have you ever done that in, in, in your times of worship? We just lay on your face. I mean, we read of these guys, when they encounter the presence of God, they're on their faces. But this guy, God that causes, and many times when these guys that he picks them up, he lifts them from that place. It's amazing. We go down, but then he, he invites us in. It's just, there's something of this amazing God that is so, he's so immeasurable, he's so glorious. He's like, if sin comes, he dies, but he, he calls us into through his son. His justice, His holiness. Because of that and because of our sin, His Son went to the cross. But it's because of His love that His Son rose from the dead. He's all. He's not just parts. It's every, he's good. He's holy. He's so good. He is so great. There is so much about Him that you can get to know. Don't just settle for a limit, limit view behind a glass jar of who God is. And I believe that today there needs to be a cry in our hearts. It's, Lord, I want to see you. I want to see you rightly. Every false picture, every false view that I have of you, will you come and change that? Will you come and even touch my eyes? <laughs> touch my eyes. Give me soul for my eyes. As that scripture in Revelation says um, in in. Revelation 3, and I counsel you to buy from me gold and refined by fire so that you may be rich in white garments, so that you may be clothed, so that you may clothe yourself and, and the shame of your nakedness not be seen and solve to anoint your eyes that you may see. <laughs> and this is my prayer for us, that we may see, <laughs> that we may see, that we won't live in in like in a fear that we don't approach him, but that we will approach him with the right, in, through his son, through his son, Jesus, in the right way, humble ourselves, but that we will not stay away from the one that is inviting us in to be close to him. Let's not make a joke of him. Let's not, like, there's many things these days that people just bring God down to try to, and he's, he, he, we need to remember he's other. He's great. But he's calling you, this God, this Father, is calling you closer. And then maybe some of you had a, even when you hear that God is your Father, you like your earthly Father. You think he's like that. No, he's not like that. He's not like your earthly Father. I mean, my Father, he was an amazing guy. And, 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 but through wounds, through cracks, He's given his life to alcohol and a lot of things. And a lot of things that I've seen as I've grown up as a young child. And sometimes I find myself to, to put that picture on God. That he's angry and as he, that he wants to put stuff on me. And, that he, and then, then, I, then I hear him like, just like, no, no, I'm not like your father. <laughs> I am holy. And you don't mess with me because <laughs> I'm a holy God. But I'm also love. I'm also good. I'm righteous. And there's not just parts of God. So if you want to just what I want to leave with us today is that maybe maybe there are things in your life that you need to repent of today. Maybe you are you maybe you have served God with your whole heart. But like King Uzziah, you, you, grow you grew proud. Or there's things in your life that you, you know you need to repent of. You need to turn to God. 
And those things, you know, it's like sin, the wages of sin is death. You probably will feel you're praying to the roof. You're not connecting with God because that sin is causing death. I spoke to somebody recently, and it's just like, just the, the, the thick of sin on their life. It's just like, it's like I want to give up. But the Father says, no, turn from that sin. Through my, through my son, come to me. He has took that wrath, that punishment that you deserve because of that sin. He's took upon himself, and he's, he says, inviting you in. He's inviting you into a relationship with a father. So maybe this morning you need to turn. And I pray that the fear of this awesome God that can, like he struck a nice and sapphire, he struck him dead. It's not something we joke with. It will make for easy or frivolous. He is holy. He is holy. But he is, he is, we can come to him through his son. And then, I mean, the amazing thing, then he said to Isaiah, who will go for me? Who can I send? It's like, no, I was, whoa, I was bad. I was like, I'm a man. I'm unclean. Now he says, no, if I touch you, I can send you. <laughs> if, I can, if, if you encounter me, you can go and live this out. You can go and live this out as a father in your own family. As a friend amongst your friends, as, as, a, as an employer of a work, you can go and live out a right view of who God is. And it, let His glory fill the whole earth as people start seeing His holiness and His character, who He is, start being lived through your life. So this morning, there's three things. One is I want to pray for us that we'll see Him rightly. I want to pray that if there's sin, that we will come and we will repent. We will turn to. Don't make it too complicated. Don't try to like, oh, but I'm this or that. Just come before the cross. <laughs> you don't know. Just come before Jesus. You won't be able to figure it out. You just need Him. <laughs> you can't even pray, even, even put it on yourself to pray the right prayer. It's just Him. <laughs> you need a miracle of Jesus in your life. And then... I'm trusting that the Lord, as we see Him, that He will send us out. That we will go and make disciples and evangelize and tell people about this amazing God. Not like, you will die when you're going. No, through His Son, there's a Father that loves you. You can come into His presence. You can worship Him. You can adore Him. You can experience. Experience Him for who He is. But in His ways, in His terms, but we can come to Him. He's drawing us in to who He is. If you feel far away from God, I want to say to you today, you can be so close to Him. And you know, when you come close to Him, you will realize actually there's sin that you didn't know about, and you will repent of those things also. But as long as you keep on coming, <laughs> coming into coming close to Him, through His Son, through Jesus. All right. That's what I felt to share. And can we pray together? And um, so firstly, before we pray together, I want to maybe just want to extend the invitation. Maybe you sit here today and you have not given your life to Jesus. You actually have lived your life like you want to, in your sin. But there's a Holy Father 
sin and him doesn't do well. <laughs> it, it's, it's like two opposite, like having two magnet poles, the north pushing it, push away. They push away because he's holy and he will not. And sin deserves his wrath and his punishment because of just the nature of sin. But he has died, he has sent his son because he loves so much to die on a cross for you. To come and do a great exchange. <laughs> Jesus took our wrath, the punishment that we deserve because of our sin. He took upon himself and he took his righteousness and he exchanged and he gave it to us. I mean, that's, if, if, if that doesn't keep you worshiping for the rest of your life, I don't know what. <laughs> we were once lost in our sin and our trespasses, but he came and he pulled us out of that darkness into light. So if you are here this morning and you do not know Jesus and you want to give your life to Jesus, to this holy God, yes, he's holy, he's not like, you cannot come, but it's through his son. Today, I want to create an opportunity that you can come to him. And I want to pray with you to where you can today say, Jesus, here I am. I'm, I'm going to stop living my life like I want to. And I want to live it like you want me to. I don't want to be a King, king Uzziah, Uzziah who, who go into your presence and actually struggle with the death of that sin. I want to be like a Isaiah who say, woe is me and repent of those sin. Is there anyone, while everybody's heads are down, if, if you can just close your eyes. If there's anyone today, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to surrender your life to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to live for you. I just want to give a moment for that. You can just quickly slip up your hand. And there's no pressure. If the Holy Spirit is pushing on your heart, then you need to respond. But there's no pressure in that sense. It's just I want to give that opportunity because he's inviting you in. This is for everyone. Last chance, not forever, <laughs> but for now, <laughs> for this moment. And just one, just, yeah, there's a hand. Okay, cool. All right, thank you, Jesus. Yes, anyone else? It's always when that first hand goes up, the rest is easy. The rest can just go. So the ice is broken. If, if you feel like the God, <laughs> that the Lord is really want to just bring you close to Him, just quickly slip up your hand. Okay, cool. Hallelujah. We've been praying and we've been trusting the Lord for, for people to come to Him. So this is amazing. We, we bless you, Lord. Um, and so, Chanel, can I maybe ask you to afterwards pray with, with her? Um, but I'm going to pray a prayer. So if you can just pray with me um, where you are. So, Lord Jesus, let's all pray together. All of us pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on a cross for my sins. That you paid the price for me. I want to come today, Lord. And I want to say, woe is me. <laughs> Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for living my life like I want to. And I surrender my life to you today, Jesus. I give you my all. I invite you into my life, Lord. I give you the steering wheel. <laughs> I say, Lord, not only be my Savior, <laughs> but be my Lord of everything, of my whole life. I want to live for you and you alone, by your grace and your mercy. 
Thank you for saving me. In your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Cool. Praise God. Can we just celebrate? I mean, woo! So we just bless you, Lord. I just thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. And just in heaven, there's a celebration when one, one person comes to the Lord. And, and just like, but I'm trusting that even like they coming in this time. And, and who, will I, who can I send? And who will go? Who will go? So before we get to that, can we all just put our hands on our eyes? And where you are, let's trust the Lord for sight that He will put self on our eyes and that we will see Him rightly. Yeah, Father, um, we can't um, imagine up or get a picture of you that, that, is, that, that is like you want us to see us. It's only a work that you can do. So I pray for the faith to see you rightly, Lord, that you will come and take scales off of our eyes, even if it's lies or accusations of the enemy that has been placed on us and that, that's caused us to see a warped picture of who you are. And I pray, Lord, that from today, Lord, that eyes will be opened up right now, that you will give us self so that we can see you rightly, that we can see you rightly, not just that you're holy, but that we will see you that you can do all things. You are able. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient, God. You know everything, God. You are every, you're omnipresent, God. You are everywhere, God. Lord, I pray that in this time that you'll cause us to see your goodness, your justice, your righteousness, your holiness, um, your love, your faithfulness, God. Will you come through the scriptures and reveal yourself to each one here. I pray that their quiet times will become loud times because of just seeing. I pray that they will be just at the sound of that you are holy is good. That they will come like an explosion. The doorpost will shake a revelation that will flood every eye with knowledge of our God. In Jesus' name, I trust you for that. Will you open up our eyes to see you rightly in Jesus' name? And even I pray, Lord, that that will flow over to every other part of our lives. Even as you said to us, who will go? And I pray, Lord, that we will, because of what you will do, Lord, that it will change the way that we walk. That it won't be just knowing.